Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Him, Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He will save his people from their sins. Did you need saving from sin? I love it that Pastor Jen felt led to pray the prayer of salvation this morning. That'll give us even more time to pray together as families when we, we're wrapping the service up. But that is so important and so such a priority. Man, that you be right with God. Salvation. She will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. You are to name him Salvation, for he will save his people from their sins. Wow. Let's go to Acts 4.12. I love this verse. There is salvation in no one else. You can't find what Jesus does in anybody else or what Jesus did in anyone else. God has given no other name. How interesting. No other name. His name means salvation. No other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Folks will lie to say, well, there's many ways to heaven. Really? None of that lines up with God's word. You say, well, I don't believe God's word. I'm telling you, it's the only thing in the universe that actually makes sense. It's the only thing in the universe that actually coincides with God's creation because, because it is his inspired word of God. There is salvation in no one else. Someone say no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. One more. Let's go to Luke 2.25. This is a text here. Please follow along. It's a good story. Luke 2.25. I love this. At this time, or at that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. So Joseph and Mary... They came and they brought Jesus to the temple to dedicate him to the Lord. And there's a, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah, the anointed one, the promised one to come to Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah, the prophesied one, the anointed one. That day the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, they were dedicating him. Simeon was there. Now imagine, you'd have to be led by the Spirit, right? You show up to the temple or you show up to church. We've done baby dedications here. And someone is in the crowd and goes, can I hold your baby? That would catch you off guard, wouldn't it? He was there. So it must have been, like Scripture said, he was a man of God. He took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, look at what he says. Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. And they're listening. You know, mom and dad are listening. Going, what's going on here? I have seen your salvation. So scripturally, he's speaking Hebrew. He said, I have seen your Yeshua. I have seen your Jesus. Can you imagine a stranger picks up your child and you've named your child a biblical name? God told you to name your child this specific name. And he calls your child by name prophetically and says, I have seen your Jesus. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people, not just for the Jews, for all people. Wow. Let's keep going. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people, Israel. Wow. I bet that stunned his parents. I bet that stunned Jesus' parents. said, man, he just called our baby by name. He's a stranger, and he's prophesying. He says, man, I have seen your Jesus, your salvation. The word Yeshua in the Old Testament, it's salvation, and it means wholeness. 
There are people at the sound of my voice today, even those of you who have believed, you say, man, I still feel like I'm broken. I still feel like something is broken inside of me. I'm missing something in some area for you on the live stream as well. I'm missing something. Well, the beauty of salvation, the beauty of the name of Jesus and who he is and what he brings and what he promised and what he did is that he is salvation for you. He brings wholeness and peace, health, protection, deliverance. Anytime you see the name Jesus or salvation in the Old Testament, it is it is wholeness and deliverance. General well-being. Yeah, when you're right with God, you're saved. Saved from what? What do we need saving from? I know the world, <clears throat> they make fun of that sometimes. They make fun of it. They go, well, you know, mm, saved from what? what I've heard people say that. You're talking to them, they're like, get saved. What, if, what do I need saving from? Well, bro, from yourself. You're wiping yourself out. Don't raise your hands. How many of you in the world were killing yourselves? Not just with work, but with drugs and perversion and alcohol and abuse. You're killing yourself. You're called to live right with God and to be whole and put back together. Some of us are missing things. You say, man, I'm, I feel like I'm missing part of me. Well, God will restore you today as we pray. Because he is salvation. He is Jesus. And he puts back together the broken pieces with better parts. You ever heard the stories about, even in the NFL, I think it was Brett Farr who had a surgery on his, do you guys remember that, on his shoulder or his arm? And they said he came back, he could throw better. He was an older guy already. How is that even possible? A doctor worked on him, and he got better than before. He had a stronger arm than before. And that is what Jesus is going to do for you, because he is the restorer. He's the light to reveal God to the nations, and he's the glory of your people Israel. This man, Simeon in the temple, said, I have seen your salvation. I have seen Jesus. Wow. General well-being. Saved from ourselves. Saved from our sins. And we're going to get into that in the next point here in a moment. Saved from our sins. That's so important. I put them a little out of order, I think, logically, just so I could really hit salvation hard because that is what the name of Jesus means. But I want to get, get into this some more. Let's go to our second point today, which is forgiveness. Part of salvation is being forgiven. I wanted to differentiate that and set it aside so that you could look at it separately. And that's so important. You could wrap up forgiveness and salvation. But part of salvation is being forgiven. How many of you needed to be forgiven? I did. I still do. I apologize to my wife. I apologize to people. And I make it genuine. Because I still need forgiveness for my mistakes. But I'm telling you right now, your past, once you've accepted Jesus, is under the blood. That is not you anymore. You are forgiven someone say forgiven uh-huh and jesus he came for forgiveness let's go to luke 177 luke 177 wow look at this prophecy right here and you will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins this is zachariah right here and he's prophesying over his son, John the Baptist, who's going to prepare the way for Jesus. He says, you will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Let me say something to someone this morning. Many times we as humans, we want forgiveness, but we don't want to give it. Are you with me still? Say, Pastor Matt, this is a Christmas this is a Christmas message. Don't mess with me, man. Just let's just make it light and easy, and let's talk about Jesus. We're talking about Jesus. This is light and easy. But let me tell you this right now. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of 
their sins. Everyone needs forgiveness. And if you're forgiven, you need to be able to give forgiveness. Someone say forgiveness. That's right. Let's go to Luke 24, 47. Luke 24, 47. Just a moment. Hang with me. There we are. 24, 47. There you go. Look at this. It was also written that this message would be proclaimed in the authority of his name. There's that name again. The name Jesus, which means salvation and deliverance and wholeness. To all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem, there is what? Forgiveness of sins for all who repent. I was telling a homeless guy this morning, I said, Hey, you realize Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. He acted like he knew, but man, you just don't know who knows. You need to tell people. You need to remind them. Look, there's forgiveness of sins for all who repent through Jesus and his name. Let's go to Colossians 1.13. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Let's hesitate there just a moment. When you're forgiven, you're free. Have you ever felt free before when you got forgiveness? I have. You confess your sins. The Lord knew that. He knew when Adam and Eve sinned that they were going to be in bondage and slavery to that sin. They needed forgiveness. Everyone needs forgiveness. Somebody needs to forgive in here this morning. The Lord keeps taking me back to that. I don't know who you are, but you need to forgive someone this morning. I've done that a couple of times this, this past year where we just prayed for that you would forgive someone. Why don't we do that right now? What a perfect time to do it on Christmas Eve morning. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? If you need to forgive someone, raise your hand in this house. I'm going to pray with you right now. You need to forgive someone. Some honest hands in this house. Praise God. There's several of you. Let's all agree. Everyone, let's agree. Everyone in the house, raise your hand right where you are. Let's agree. Say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I know you've forgiven me. And now I forgive. Forgive me for holding on to it. I'm sorry, Lord. I forgive everyone who has hurt me or disappointed me or broken my heart. All because you forgive me. I receive your forgiveness and I give forgiveness. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's read Colossians 1.13 again, 1.13 and 14 again. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Wow. Is that powerful? Who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Now that you're forgiven, you are free. You're saved because he forgave your sins and because he forgave your sins, you are free. Someone say, I am free. You're not called to live in bondage anymore. How many of you know one of the worst feelings in the world is guilt? Guilt is a silent killer. Say, man, I feel guilty for that. And did you know worldly guilt, it doesn't, it, it leads, Scripture says it leads to death. But when you repent and turn away from your sin, you have turned to Jesus and to life. So remember, man, he came to forgive you so that you could forgive. And it's, what is forgiveness? It's being pardoned, released, it's being release for freedom to forgive and love and you're free from sin 
and guilt. Someone in this house this morning say, I am free. Say it again like you believe it. Let's just hit that a few times. I really say, I am free. Say, I am free from sin and my past and what I was holding on to. And God is with me. And God is for me. His plan for me remains. No matter what, he has not changed his mind about me. God is faithful, and so I will be faithful. Let's give the Lord a clap offering on this Christmas Eve. I'm not going to take much longer, but I have another point, and I want us to get to it and through it because it's important. But how many of you know that relationship with God, this is why Jesus came, relationship. People were struggling. They couldn't, they couldn't get into relationship with God. They had to do the old covenant, man, and sacrificing birds, and the blood would cover your sin, and it wouldn't take it away. But then John the Baptist said, look, there's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He takes away your sin. He, he saves you. He forgives you so you could be in relationship with him. Let's go to Romans 5.18. Look at this. Romans 5.18. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness, just one, look at that. What he did for us brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Someone say right relationship. You know what I love about being in good relationship with my family? Is I can go to their house and make myself comfortable. My brother does it. He comes to visit me and Jen. One of the first things he does sometimes, my brother, y'all know Jonathan, and he likes to eat. <laughs> men do, right, when we're in our right minds and healthy and doing great. We are, we're, we're eaters. We're not big guys, but we, back in the day, man, I, I remember one guy, he was, he was one of my assistants for youth. He said, man, Pastor Matt, you eat like a Viking. <laughs> I'm nowhere near six foot, not a big guy, but man, I used to eat everybody under the table. I'm getting my appetite back lately. And, uh, Jonathan will show up at our house and go, hey, man, do you have anything to eat? And he's comfortable looking in our fridge. I'm like, go check it out. Go look. Go lay down. Go grab something to eat. Whatever. He's in right relationship with us. He feels comfortable doing that. I go to my dad's house, and I look through there. I don't have to beg my dad for food. In fact, he's hospitable. Dad goes, hey, whatever you want. You want me to make you some meat? I'll be over there hanging out. And he said, man, I'm going to cook something in the, the air fryer here. You want something? I'm in right relationship with him, so there are benefits. I show up at dad's house. Sometimes I don't knock. Why? Because I have a key. And I know what it looks like. And Cooper, he's barking and biting and he's ornery. The little dog there. But I, he knows me. He barks and lets me in and I go in. And I go into dad's house because I'm in right relationship with my earthly father. In the same way you're in right relationship with your heavenly father. He's given you a key to his house even. Jesus said, I have the keys to the kingdom. I've given you all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, and now I give it to you in my name. Use my name. You can cast out demons. You can be in right relationship. Right relationship. Life for everyone. Let's go to John 17, 3. John 17, 3. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. You're called to know God and be in right relationship with him. Let's go to Romans 5.1. Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been made right. Someone say made right. Made right in God's sight by faith. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. I'll show up at my brother's house and Valeria's house, my, my little sis there. 
And they'll say, the door is open, you know, come in and I'll walk in. There's been times I walked in and I went straight to the refrigerator. Oh, man, y'all got some almond milk, man. What do you got in here? I'm hungry. And Jonathan will, Jonathan will start, hey, man, Jonathan, always, I don't know why. He says, man, I'll make you a salad. <laughs> I'm all, well, praise God. I like salad, but usually I turn salads down. I don't know why. Why is that? Maybe my mom in heaven knows, but I'm like, salads are so boring to me. Like a salad, but it's good. It's healthy. I eat them. I like them with ranch and stuff. I don't know why I'll, I'll turn down salads. Like, no, I'll take the carrots and all the other vegetables that I don't want the salad. It's work, you know. It's falling off my plate. I don't know. I'll look in their, I'll look in their pantry and look for food. Sometimes I'll walk into their house and they're doing stuff with the kids, or I'll grab one of the kids and I'll go lay down on the couch. You and I are in right relationship. I believe that. But if I walked into your house, or Pastor Matt come in, I'm all right. Where's the couch? And you guys got any Oreos? What? You'd think it's strange. I go down in, in Jonathan and Valeria's couch, and I just lay down. I'm in right relationship with him. I'm at peace with him. Look at this. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Who would have known that that baby being born, and see, Mary and Joseph didn't know all the far-reaching effects yet, and God began to reveal to them, that baby was going to make us right with God. God himself was going to show up in human form and say, you can't do it for yourself, but I can do it for you. I'm going to live and show you how to live. I'm going to die and show you how to die for things that matter and die to the sin of this world. And I'm going to take it all with me and crush it and put it in a death embrace. And I'm going to rise again and I'm going to show you how to live. And I'm going to make you right. Make you right with God once and for all if you'll just believe. Relationship. Can we put up my three points one at a time as I review, and then we're going to pray together. Jesus came for salvation. He came so that you could be whole again. So that you could be rescued and delivered for your, from your sins. He came because He is salvation. He is the deliverer. So you could receive salvation and go to heaven one day. And number two, so you could be forgiven. He came to give forgiveness. You need it. I need it. Don't forget to give forgiveness to, to people. Don't forget to give forgiveness. Don't forget you weren't born saved. Many of us have been saved so long. We accepted Jesus, man, in the 80s and 70s. Some of you are like, I've been saved 10 years, five years, whatever. Man, we forget to give grace and mercy. He gave us salvation and forgiveness, and everyone needs forgiveness. And number three this morning, Jesus came so you could be in right relationship with God. Say that again for me. Say relationship. Right relationship with God. For some of you, it has been a year. Some of you laughed through the, through the tears. Some of you just said, man, no, it was just tears at some point. There was no laughter. Some of you cried. Some of you were missing people that you lost. Some of you suffered loss this year. Some of you have been going through a battle. There's some people in here who said, man, I've fought through depression. I know that's not God's will for me as a believer. I've fought through depression and anxiety and, like Pastor Jen said, suicidal thoughts. I've been there before, too but I'm healed and delivered and God is with me and he's with you. The same God that blesses me and has forgiven me, he's with you to bless you and forgive you and to walk with you and to hold you. That's why Jesus came. 
so you can be in a right relationship with God. Some of you say, man, I just, I need something to give. I need something to turn around. And we're going to pray together because God is on your side and he's working on your behalf right now. You needed to hear this message today, not because I brought it. There's lots of better speakers, men and women of God, that could bring a message better than me in the world. But as God's messenger today, you needed to hear that there is hope. You needed to hear that Jesus is everything you will ever need, ever. Would you please stand to your feet this morning? We've already prayed the prayer of salvation today. So I'm going to focus just for a few minutes on families. If you would scoot close to each other, if you're you're there with your family members, you say, I'm not here with my family. Get close to someone because we're all the family of God. You can put a hand on a shoulder. You can hug somebody. You can grab hands. Let there be contact in this house. God is with you. He is for you. May his light shine on you today. Some of you say, man, our family's been through it. Well, you're in the right place at the right time on Christmas Eve today. I don't know everything you've seen this year and all the heartache you've suffered through, what you've survived physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially. But God's hand is on you today. I can feel his hand resting on us today. I can feel God's pleasure in you. I can feel his His approval. Some of you just need approval. Let me tell you this. You have God's approval by the blood of Jesus forever. Some of you say, man, I can't can't get people to approve of me. I'm not doing anything right. No, you're doing something right. Here you are in, in church on a Sunday on Christmas Eve. And God is with you. God is for you. I want everybody touching someone. Your family, friends, everybody in the house. Everybody in the house touching someone, reaching out. Reaching out to someone. Reach out. There you go. There you go. Everybody touching someone. Get get with a group there. Touch somebody. Be close to someone. All right. All right. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your goodness over these families, over these lives, over these friends, over the body of Christ, over the family of God today. We thank you, Lord, because you're faithful and you've proven it. We're not just saying it, God. We're not just saying, oh, God is faithful, but, you know, he doesn't really really come through. No, you have come through over and over again, whether we understood it or not. Whether you came through and we thought you, you needed to come through, you have always, always, always come through, God Most High. We thank you for today. I thank you for these families. I speak a special blessing over everything that pertains to them, down to children and bank accounts and property and pets and relationships, and vehicles, everything that pertains to these sweet, sweet families and your flock, Lord God, the people of God. On the live stream as well, right where you are, grab somebody. If you're near somebody, grab someone, touch them. We speak this blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and protect you. Smile upon you and be gracious to you. Give you of his favor and of his perfect peace on this Christmas Eve, 2023. His hand of favor and forgiveness and repentance and glory and second chances and new life and salvation and wholeness and fixing what has been broken is upon you today. We declare it. We believe it. We receive it. Miracles, miracles, miracles. I declare miracles this year, Lord. One or two recognizable miracles a month for everybody in this house, Lord God, as they seek you in the coming year. 
Let us see your tangible miracles and never fail to notice them. Let us see them and believe it and walk in your favor and newness of life and the miraculous. Thank you once again, the blood of Jesus over these families and friends and the family of God, the body of Christ today. We honor you and thank you, Lord God. We worship you because you're faithful. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.